The mistake I see is that we're entrepreneurs. We want variety. We want to change things up. So we change the offer. We create a brand new program. We start from scratch again. You want to know the number one thing that will slow your growth as an entrepreneur? Starting over all the time. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-seven-figure business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, the budget, and the time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. One that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible. One that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life you love, you're in the right place, friend. Let's get started. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome back to another episode of Online Marketing Made Easy. Today, I actually have a really special treat for you. So here's the deal. I recently spoke at an event called Powerhouse Women. It was incredible. And for the gentlemen listening right now, stay with me because I think you're going to find this just as valuable. But it was this incredible event, female entrepreneurs looking to up-level. And there were several speakers there. The event is put on by my friend, Lindsay Schwartz, and she invited me, Ronnie Brown, and Lori Harder to sit on a panel and record a podcast episode live that each of us are going to be sharing on our podcast like I'm doing here with you now. And what's cool is she took questions from the audience about building a business, what we would do if we were starting all over, where do we see changes in the digital course and membership and mastermind landscape? What does it look like for us to build our businesses, go behind the scenes? So we shared a lot. Each of us shared a lot into our businesses and offered insight, lessons, strategies to help you build your business as well. And it was really cool because each of us had different perspectives and different ideas in terms of 
helping you build your business. So you're not just going to hear from one person, but you get to hear from all four of us. So again, we did this at the lunch hour on stage where it was a live audience, which is really fun. And then from there, we decided we were all going to post it on our own podcast to share the goodness. And that's exactly what we're doing here. I think you're going to love every single minute of this podcast. It's unique, it's different, it's fun, and it's full of value. So you might not have been able to attend this event, but you just got a front row seat so that you don't miss a thing. Take a listen. As we shared, we're going to do this little bonus podcast. And yes, people are still going to be shopping the pop-up shop and all of that and We really wanted to use this opportunity while we have literally the most brilliant minds in business and branding, we wanted to be able to give you just a little, like, you know, a little snippet of the genius that is within each of them. So I have some questions prepared. We did pick a couple questions that you all submitted. So we'll give you a shout out if we read your question. And since we're doing this as a podcast, I'm going to have each person go down the line and just introduce themselves because if you're hearing this in the audio version, you don't maybe know who is speaking. So I'm going to start on the end with Lori. So just your name, your name, what your podcast is called, and then your business or your favorite activity, (laughs) whatever you want to share. Perfect. I love eating. I'm Lori Harder and my podcast is called Earn Your Happy. And I am also the founder of H2Glow and love putting on live events and courses and all the things. And favorite activity is this. I'm doing it right now. Yes. (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Ronnie Brown. I'm the founder of Girl CEO and also I'm the owner of Holistic, which is a plant-based beauty and feminine care brand. Um, I love working with women and reminding women of who the hell they are. The name of my podcast is called The Girl CEO Show. Hey there, I'm Amy Porterfield. My podcast is Online Marketing Made Easy. And ultimately, I help women and men take their knowledge, know-how, and skill set and turn that into a profitable digital course. So that's like my little area of expertise. And if we haven't met, my name's Lindsay Schwartz, the founder of Powerhouse Women, host of the Powerhouse Women podcast that really exists to help women just like you get out of their own way, get into action around their big ideas. And that's really the world that all of us play in. Whether we're serving women or men or both, we really all live to see people take action on the thing that they're really on this planet to do. We also really happen to be passionate about helping people make money. Yes. Yes. I was like, I'm going to just let that marinate so that you can let that in. Because here's the thing. Your vision is almost, I guarantee you, will require more financial resources than you maybe realize to make the full impact that you want to make. So we're going to field some questions that are a little bit more business tactical strategy. And we thought this would be a fun addition to the event because if anyone has listened to either Lori's or my podcast, we've been doing these fun live living room sessions. Has anyone listened to the live living room sessions podcast? We can't wait to get both of you like in our actual living room sessions. This is just a very big living room. And the truth is we did it because all of us are content creators. We all have to be constantly creating content to serve the people we want to serve. But we asked ourselves a really simple question at the beginning of this year, which was, how can we make this more fun? How can we include our communities 
And how can we do it with our best friends? So this feels like the most fun ever live living room session, except we're more dressed up than we are when we're in our real living rooms. <laughs> we could start a new thing there. Okay. We could get more. I like we this. We could look like a disco. Will you bring your bangs back? Yes. Or the braid. We're not sure which one. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and anyone who's wondering, these aren't real. It's a clip-in. Yeah. And if you're listening in audio, I have bangs. That's really, that's, that's all you missed. Okay, so I, I have a question to kind of kick things off. This is what I would be wondering if I were sitting in your seats. I want to hear from each of you, and we'll start at the end with Lori. If you are starting over today, starting your business today, but you got to keep all the knowledge that you have, everything you know, what are the first three things that you would do to create some momentum? I feel like Amy's going to love this answer because I would absolutely focus on an email list. I would make sure that I was figuring out what I loved to talk about because I always want to stay in that energy of like, I would figure out maybe the two to three things because in the beginning, I think everyone gets overwhelmed. They're like, I like this and I like this and I like this. And I would start putting that out on social media, building a personal brand. And from that, depending on what people liked, I would build different opt-ins to try to build my text list or email list or both. I wish I would have done that a lot earlier because you have so many eyes when you're building your personal brand. And we just think that it's all about growing that number that we see on Facebook or on Instagram. But essentially, it's kind of like, how do you capture that when the algorithm starts to change or when, you know, social media goes down or when a platform changes? So I think it's really important to not only be making sure that you're getting an, getting attention focused on what you want to potentially be doing or offering later, but then making sure you're, you're grabbing those eyes and making sure that they're yours so that no matter what happens in the world, you have that list to be able to talk to. And honestly, this is not even just a shameless plug. Lori and I bought Amy's list building course and, took and we together. sent her a screenshot of us Very like good. Saturday school learning because I mean, I mean, really like there are so many resources among the people up here that you don't have to figure it out on your own. So thank you for creating that. I told them, I'm like, girls, you're way beyond this list building course, but we got so much out of it. I so loved out of it. <laughs> yeah, we really did. Ronnie, what about you? What's the first like one to three things you would do if you were starting over? Yeah, so the first thing that I would definitely say is 100% the list building. I feel like I built followings on these platforms and I wasn't capturing the information of all these people that were following me. So that's the first thing. Another thing that I would say is that I have a coaching program and I probably would have bought more coaches in on the front end versus on the back end. Um, I think that after years go by, you're like, okay, let me bring in some coaches. But now people are so used to you. I would have edified more coaches and leaders in my program and focus on my actual curriculum and our beliefs, almost like kind of how Tony Robbins and all those other people do it, like the values of the company and the coaching versus my face. Um, what I'm realizing now is like once you put your face out there, people just don't respond when you pull back. And they want more and more and more of you. Uh, so I would have built it as a more of a collective initially, starting from the beginning versus Ronnie Braille. That, I feel like what I'm hearing from that is like thinking more with the end in mind yes. when you're starting, which is so huge. I would have thought with the end in mind 
For sure. Um, another thing that I would have 100% done is gone harder with my personal brand and been more open to promoting products and services from my personal page. In the beginning, when I first started, I was just selling, selling, selling product, 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 and I wasn't connecting with my audience in a more authentic way. Ooh, I love that. Okay. The queen of digital courses. I'm so curious to hear if there's anything different you would have done, even like what kind of business you would have started. Yes. So I totally agree with the email list. And even before that, one of the first things I would do is I would find how I'm going to create my weekly consistent content. So is it a podcast? Is it a blog? Is it a video show? Is it a weekly live Q&A? What is it that you are showing up every single week, rain or shine, and putting out your own original content? The reason why that's so important is twofold. Number one, it's going to nurture the audience you've attracted. Once someone comes into your world, they're expecting you to show up. Your weekly podcast will do that. But also, it brings in the audience you don't have yet. And that's how you list build. So on that podcast or video show or whatever it might be, I'm talking about my lead magnet all day long. You only need one lead magnet, a guide, a cheat sheet, a checklist, a audio file. You just need to talk about it more. Most of you have a lead magnet. You need to talk about it twice a week. Find a reel, find a way to get your lead magnet out there. So first, weekly original content. Second, talk about that lead magnet over and over again. And the third thing is I would have had, well, I actually did have a simple offer. I think it's important to make money online fairly early. So you start to feel that confidence. So back in the day, I used to do Facebook page audits for $300. And so you could hire me to review your Facebook page, send you a report that was a template for the record that I would say what you could do better. This was a way for me to start bringing in money, but have the confidence to put myself out there. So a simple offer goes a long way. Ooh, that's so brilliant. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like other than what everyone has said, this is not going to be a huge surprise if you've heard me speak ever, is really (laughs) doubling down on the community side of things. And because it, hear me on this, because I love gathering people in person, I do believe that we're heading into a season, I think it was Ronnie that said it, the season of authenticity. When people see you gathering your community together, even if it's in small groups, even if you're not inviting 600 people, but you're doing these little pop-ups or little meetups and you're using that as opportunities for content, that's another reason we do the living room sessions. I actually think the brands that are prioritizing community and creating those in-person touch points are going to really stand out in this next season. So I would do what I did, but I would double down on that. And I want to follow up on that. You know, one of the things that I say a lot is that intimacy creates value. And the more connected and intimate you are with your audience, believe it or not, the more money you'll make. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. And that's really a huge part of what has created your success. Absolutely. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. 
Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers. And I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So you shared something, Ronnie, that is a perfect segue for this next question because a big question I hear is, what do I focus on, my personal brand or my business brand? Raise your hand if you've ever had that dilemma. Yes. I'm going to ask it in a little bit of a different way because I, I think we all have our own experience with this. But my question to you is, how has your personal brand helped you grow your business brand? Because I don't think this is an either or conversation, but I'm totally willing to be corrected if anyone has a different perspective on this. So do you want to start again, Lori? How has my business brand, your personal brand, yep. helped to grow your business brand, even maybe from the perspective of a new product that you're launching? I think I love this question because I think it's so important to have a personal brand. I, I think especially if you're, I was just listening to a podcast and they said, gone are the days of just putting a product out there without someone behind it. Like it won't work. Who is marketing and has to spend 30 to 35% of your budget on marketing or trying to get new people in or all of the different you know, things that you're going to get out there. If you're a personal brand and you've injected a lot of money into your brand, you take away a lot of that budget that would have gone to marketing. If you're someone who nobody knows your face and the trust goes way up too. So for me through the years, you know, getting attention on the personal brand, I was able to sell fitness courses. Then I was able to do a book. Then I was able to do a personal development. Then I was able to do events. And now I'm watching how I can transition into physical products if I did not have a personal brand, there's no way that I could just be like, I know you don't know me. I don't, you don't, this is the first time you've seen me. 
So if you look at your personal brand, like your mar- it's like your marketing budget. If you have that, you can plug and play so many different things through your career. Of course, that's very layered to do, but, but that's going to be that asset that you really want to build because I think that's where all the attention is. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback on that. You know, I, I was thinking to myself as I was sitting here, when have I ever bought a course or a program or a coaching product from just like a business that didn't have a person connected to it. And as I say here, I was like, girl, never. Like, you've never done that. So for me, personal brand has allowed me to connect with my audience. Um, It has given me a platform to be my damn self. It has also showed people that you don't have to be perfect. And I think that that is what really helps people to understand that it doesn't have to be perfect or you don't have to have it all together. And it's built that connection with my audience and helped me to build my community. So I will 100% say that you have to build personal brand right now. Back in the day, you can kind of build a brand and hide behind a logo and be like, I own that company, but no one knows. Now that's over with. People want to know, people are Googling, baby. They want to know who the owner of that company is, is so important because people are buying people. They're not buying brands anymore. They're connecting with a person. And I'll back that with a little bit of science. Think about who your favorite performer is or your favorite celebrity. Do you want to sit there and see them sell their product all day? Or do you want a house tour or behind the scenes of their lives or get ready with me? Which would be more entertaining to you will probably be the intimate, non-scripted, non-selly moment. I, I actually want to see what's in their fridge, like MTV Cribs. Same. <laughs> like, what snacks do you like? That's going to determine if I buy or not from you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit different than most companies' personal brands because I don't share a lot of my personal life online. I'm very aware of it. It's not because I'm extra personal or private. It's because... Number one, I've always been focused on the business. Let me show you how to build your business. Let me show you how to make money. Let me show you how to build your list. And that is what I'm known for. And before you knock it, I will say, it is very clear in the industry. If you say, I want to have someone teach me how to create a digital course, my name's going to be at the top of that list. And I do really well with selling my courses. However, one of the reasons why I don't share as much of the personal side is I have a husband who doesn't really like to have a camera on us all the time. And so when he is all about, thank you, he's all about um, quality time. Put the camera down, put the phone down, let's just be together. So it's a little bit rough for me. However, I've told him I want to share more and let people in. So to speak about what Ronnie said, I've been sharing more of my personal side, little by little, and I have seen a difference. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you, friend. (laughs) During our makeup session this morning, she was encouraging me to share more of that. And she's right in the sense that I do want to share more of it. But here's what I'll say. I'm going to share it on my terms. And real quick, I want to explain something. When I share anything about my personal life, I will be sharing the scars and not the oozy wounds. And what I mean by that is when you hurt yourself and you've got an oozy wound and it's kind of yucky, there's nothing that you've really gone beyond that yet. But the scars, I can tell you the good, bad, and ugly, what I learned and what I went through, and then I can offer value. So I have had success with sharing more scars than just like the messy, I'm a hot mess, look at me in the moment. 
but that's because it feels good to me. So my point being is do what feels right for you, but these ladies are right. The more personal you share, the better. I do agree. I love that so much. And I love how, do you hear everyone's a little bit different just based on comfort level and family's comfort level? So when we say having a personal brand, it doesn't mean you have to start your own reality show. (laughs) There's there's actually a lot about my life that I don't share because I'm actually more introverted. I have like a, a side to me that you, after this event, you will not see me. A couple weeks, maybe a little bit. But I... I really share when it feels really authentic to do so. And then I even get in my own head like, oh, am I sharing enough? Am I, am I going live enough? But I'm just letting it be okay that for this season, I'm sharing what feels really good for me to share. And that is a personal brand. But I'll just tie it together because what everyone said is perfect. We have a personal brand, whether we're intentional about it or not. I'm encouraging you to be intentional about what do you want people to find when they Google you or when they look up your Instagram account, it doesn't have to be a huge following, but are you intentional with representing your business and not hiding in plain sight because you don't want to be active on social media because people do want to know you. You get to choose what you let them in on. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I also just want to say that when you said something about the reality show thing, it just kind of made me want to just tell everyone you can share, but don't feel pressure to overshare because once you start sharing everything, it becomes a reality show and people, they're ready for season two. (laughs) Even if you're not. (laughs) Okay. Do you guys want to kick it to some questions from you? I actually love this feels like a living room because they're sitting on the floor. Like, we're just really hanging out, just besties in our just overdressed for a like slumber party. In these ball gowns on in the ball floor. Gowns. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first question, I'm going to go to this one by Taylor Murphy. Where's Taylor? There she is. Okay, so Taylor asked, when you are selling the same thing over and over and over, which I know a lot of us have sold similar offers for many years and seasons. And Amy, actually, I'm going to have you start with this one. So Taylor's question was, and you feel like you've said the same thing so many times, how do you keep pushing forward? I love this question. So I've been selling essentially the same digital course for many, many, many years. And the reason why every year I do it with as much excitement, if not more, is I challenge myself to try something new every single year, but related to that program. The mistake I see is that we're entrepreneurs. We want variety. We want to change things up. So we change the offer. We create a brand new program. We start from scratch again. Do you want to know the number one thing that will slow your growth as an entrepreneur? Starting over all the time. Or new product, new offer, new whatever it is. So the secret is keep selling the same thing, but experiment. So let me give you an example. A couple of years ago, I decided to add a boot camp in front of my webinar. Years and years, I just did webinars to sell this digital course I have. Now I created a boot camp. It was a challenge for me. I'd never done it before. We actually took a class to learn how to do it. And then we executed on it, messed up a bunch of things, did it again, made it better. And that was exciting to me. So I'm always doing something different. This year, I'm launching next month. We're doing our webinars in a fancy studio. You know those studios with all the screens behind you? So some of my webinars are going to be in a fancy studio because they're going to 
encourage me to do different things and show up differently. So change the way you market, challenge yourself, but you don't need to change your program or product. I love that. Ooh, that's so good. good. Do either one of you want to add anything onto that? I think she killed it. Yeah. Thanks, girls. Good. So, so good. And that's something I've realized about myself, too, that in order for me to not just be most effective, but to serve most effectively, I have to be emotionally connected to my offer. And I just find like, well, what part am I going to get really excited about now? So even like every time we launch, I'll share like later today about our next launch of Six Figure School. We're adding something brand new that we've never done before. So I'm just as excited about the original offer, but there's like a new shiny toy, right? Yes. And, and that's actually really effective because everything that you said is so true. Okay, let's see the next question. These are all so good. Uh, the next question is from Heather Henderson. Heather, she here? Thank you, Heather, for your question. Okay, the question is, memberships and courses are evolving. I'm curious what we all think, because we've all had different memberships and courses, what we think is next, and what is the up level the industry needs right now? Great Where's question. Where's the white space? That's a good one. So yeah, good. does anyone want to like, feel really passionate to jump in on this? Ronnie, go. So I'm going to say... Whatever everyone is doing, I think what's next is the complete opposite. For me, I think that everyone has gone crazy with like the online, 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 online. And something I'm trying to personally do to do something different is get back to like my in-person events and do more intimate things. I have more intimate moments. I'm also leading with my customers. That's something that I'm going into next year. Kind of similar to the question that she asked, like how to sell the same thing a million times. Um, I think that there are different ways that you tell a story. You tell the same story 10 different ways. You have the story of now, the story of then, the story of change, the story of challenge, the story of outcome. So you can do the same thing even with your customers. So even to kind of piggyback on that question while answering this question, I would suggest also I'm going in a direction of letting your customers tell your story, right? Running ads to your customer stories that are about your product or your service or your coaching program. But now using your platform to highlight your students, it's like PR almost, right? People are paying and wanting that visibility, but they can get that through your platform versus you giving it to them. So for me, really honing in on my audience more and the people who are actually purchasing my product and seeing those results um, and then doing more in-person belly to belly. Yeah, ooh, you know, I love that. Lori, did you have something? I, I can't say where I think the industry is going, even though I do think you're totally correct on that, but I can say where I feel, where I feel energetically things are going and what feels really good for me and probably, probably good for you guys too is more in-person things. So trying to do more events, add some in-person elements to maybe an online course. I know that when we had our online courses, Chris and I did something called Fast Foundations. It was a mix of online and in-person. And those things just, when you're in-person, it's a transformation that I feel like I can't necessarily get as quickly as in-person. And my community has never been tighter than when we're doing events. So we're, you'll see us out in the world again, doing more events. I'm doing more events with Lindsay and girlfriends and with Chris, we're doing some events Because I do think, and even with this new company, I'm creating, uh, I think we're on the same page because I'm creating things within that business to get them together, but then also 
the whole platform of the company is to highlight women. Like I'm really going back to my roots of even network marketing yep. because what, what made me run through a wall with network marketing was having no background of sales or education or anything like that. It was the acknowledgement of other people. Like yep. I wanted acknowledgement. I wanted to feel seen. I wanted to feel a part of something. So I was like, I, I just understood that firsthand for me personally. Like I was willing to do anything to feel a part of community. And so I think thinking of your business from the perspective of how can I truly connect them, but also maybe get them noticed, like help lift them up, help them reach different levels within your company, like trying to have your wheels spin in terms of that. Amy, anything for you? Because you, you're known for courses and memberships. And I think there's still so much white space even within that. I think so. You know, I, I study the space and it's only growing. So the digital learning space continues to grow. But I agree when I'm not big into doing live events like this, this freaks me out. However, I love being here and experiencing it. But let's say that I didn't do an event like this. And in the past, I have done it a few times. But we look for ways to have that live experience in our events more than we ever have, especially since COVID. So for example, we do accountability pods where we're getting live on Zoom and we're getting people together. So I think we're making a bigger effort for community and accountability in real time. And so that's like a baby step into the bigger things that you girls are talking about. But I 100% agree that it is leaning more toward in-person. Yeah. Well, you know, I love all of that. (laughs) And I think there's a balance, right? But back to, I think Ronnie really said this, is I wouldn't worry so much about like, what's the trend? What does the industry want? Your business will thrive the more you listen to your people. Yes. I've actually never created an offer, this event included, that I didn't have people saying, why don't you do that? I would love if you would do that. You know what we really need and we're waiting for you to create? And I'm not saying hundreds of people were asking. Sometimes it would be five. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting the the hit that I, I would be really good at this. I've got the bandwidth for it. And I think it could really serve. Let's do that next. And then I test the offer I'll, maybe this is valuable to add on. I'll test the offer before I invest financially or invest a lot of my time in creating it. So the program that we, we launch now, right? This is our season for launching at Six Figure School. I taught it live the first round. And I'm so grateful I did because I changed and tweaked the content based on that first group. And then I reinvested my profits into creating beautiful videos and a beautiful backend but I responded to a need from our community because it was 10 women. I remember I had their names on a list over six months that said, Lindsay, you have a mastermind, but you don't have a more entry-level business mentorship. Do you have one? And I said, no, but I'm going to put your name on a list. Give me your email. If I ever create it, you'll be the first to know. And then when the pandemic happened and we really just had bandwidth and time, I said, you know, let's revisit that. I think this would be a good time to do it. I went back to those original 10. I said, I, I said here's the price, and it is full price. Because I needed to test whether the market was going to be ready for how invested I knew they needed to be in order to get the transformation they wanted. So I didn't say, oh, this is just a test round, a beta round, 50% off. I said, I, I really want to do this the right way and see if this is going to work the way I envision it. 
And eight out of those 10 said yes. They were the first round. Didn't even have a name. I called it like the Powerhouse Women 12-week business mentorship. It was such (laughs) a long name. Riveting. Such a long name. But I let it be imperfect. And I let it be really personal because these eight women got such intimate time with me and with the content because I taught it live. But then I had proof of concept and testimonials and money to reinvest in the the back end part of it when we launched it for like the real real. So don't get so caught up in what is the industry doing? What do your people want? And how can you do the smallest version of that to get you started and get feedback and refine and test until you're to the point where you're like, man, I've been selling this offer over and over. How do I just get real excited about it? And you guys, here's the thing. We've, we had this idea and we'll see if it works in reality with, you know, like the noise in the room and all of that. But if I didn't give myself a chance to be like, you know, it'd be so fun to get these women up here, to give you extra value, do a live podcast and notice. So what, what we're doing here is we're all going to air this as a bonus episode on our podcast, supporting one another's podcast. Absolutely. Who in this room can you do this with? It doesn't have to be a podcast. Can you go live on each other's pages? Can you start to collaborate intentionally in ways that help grow your business and the other women that you're meeting? This is what I want you to be taking away from this segment. And hopefully it sounds good enough to be a podcast. (laughs) So I'm just going to ask one more question. And it's, it's one that we ask at the end of all of our guest interviews. So you've all been guests on the Powerhouse Women podcast. You've, You've answered this question before, but I think something that's so powerful, especially in moments like these, and this is an opportunity for all of you as well, is to pause and acknowledge ourselves, because I don't know about all of you, but I'm not great at doing that, for something that you've done that's great. And we just call it your powerhouse moment. Since we are live, coming to you live from the Powerhouse Women event, I want to know what's a recent powerhouse moment you've had that you want to celebrate yourself for right now. It got really quiet. Everyone is dying to know. Dying to know your answer. (laughs) I have one. Go for it. So this is going to be a little bit of a weird one, but I was telling Ronnie when we were getting our makeup done this morning that I worked months and months and months with my team on a new coaching program. And so the goal was to hire coaches to teach people how to create and launch their digital courses. So I've never hired coaches in my life. And we did that and we trained them. We hired a sales team. My CEO did this. She's like, I don't know how to do this, but I'll figure it out. We invested money, time, effort for probably about three or four months. And we beta tested it twice and it did well. However, I hired a consultant in my company just to see where we could streamline. And he pointed out that the work I'm already doing selling my courses, I have two courses in one membership. That's all I offer. He said, you can double down on this. You haven't done enough yet. Spend time on what's already working in your business before you add this really big thing. And so he encouraged me to kill it, not do it. And it was the hardest decision ever. I had to get the buy-in of my team who put their blood, sweat, and tears into this. But I had to also explain how much it meant to me that we take care of our team first. They were overworked at the time. Take care of the company and then maybe come back to it. So I'm proud that I was able to say, we're not going to do this. And that was hard for me. And I cried about it to thank you. There were some tears involved. But we didn't do it. We're doubling down on what we're doing. And I encourage all of you to look at what's already working in your business. Do you really need something new or do you need to focus on what's already working? So good. What about for you, Ronnie? 
I would say that I had my Ignite Your Brain coaching program and it was for six weeks. And it kind of goes back to what you said about listening to your audience. Um, after my students would complete the program, they were like, we want to stay connected. Or we had women that were saying, I need something that's more entry level, right? And they wanted to be able to connect with me on a more consistent basis, but some of them were just starting their businesses. So I'm like, okay, we're going to, we still have Girl CEO because that's the brand overall, but let's start this membership community. And I held off on it for quite a few months and months and months and months. And they were like, just bring the Girl CEO community back. We want you. Like we want branding, we want marketing, and we just want accountability to just do this. I'm just starting my business. Some people are like, I've been in business for 10 years, but I wasn't really putting myself out there. And then I finally just gave in. I'm like, okay, we're bringing it back. And the women have been so active in it. They're like meeting up with each other, going out to coffee, taking pictures, traveling. And I was just like, man, when you listen to your audience, it makes a difference. Sometimes you feel like, okay, what I'm doing is the right thing. But you have to understand it's not about what you want. It's about what your audience actually wants from you. Ooh. Mm. That's a word. Lori, what about for you? Powerhouse moment that you've had recently? It's definitely been to, to pivot powerfully and make that a choice. Because I think I could have pivoted in a very different way or in a very fearful way. And it, it was like a, a true decision to, to pivot powerfully and say, this is going to be better than what I even thought. That's, a, that's an actual choice. It wasn't like, do I, do I know it's going to be better? No, because I can't tell the future. But that decision of we're going to make it better, I'm choosing for it to be better. And also to follow your gut. It's really easy when you get into something new. I'm very proud that I'm following my gut right now on the launch of this new product and what I think is going to be the best way that it gets out in the world because I have a lot of people telling me what a product launch should look like and how hard it's going to be and you should do this and this is what everyone's doing. And I'm like, but I know what has worked for me in the past with other things. And I really feel strongly that, yes, I'm going to look at those things, but I'm also going to take this other approach that's like, tapping me nonstop. So following my gut and choosing to pivot powerfully. I love that. I love that. Has this been valuable? Yes. Um, I'm so grateful. Sharing the stage with all of you is just such a dream. And that's my powerhouse moment is all the work that I've done on myself to become the person who is ready for this weekend. And I'm just so grateful to share it with all of you. So can we give these panelists a round of applause? We'll get a a photo of you.